Welcome to the Big Picture Podcast, where we make sure you know there's more going on than you can see or hear. If this podcast episode helps you, would you consider leaving us a review on the app or platform you're using to listen? We appreciate it. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake. And now, your host, Larry Ragland. We're going to talk about how to open the windows of heaven and how to open the doors of heaven. And it's completely two different, complete things. Now, one of the things that I like to do in my life, and I've been doing it now for I don't know how many years, I I think probably, um, I don't know, 20 years, I've been declaring a word for the new year, the coming year. I start praying about it around the fall, winter months of the previous year, and I start praying about, you know, what word am I going to de- to define? If I could just sum up everything that I'm believing God's going to do in my life in this coming year, what's what in one word, what would that word be? And uh, it's been some surprising words that God would give me over the years. And so I had declared that my word was going to be more in 24. But I realized as I got closer to it, that God began to change that. I am still believing God for more. And of course, you've seen that video that I did last week called More in 24. It's a very powerful teaching that you need to check it out if you haven't already seen it. Uh, but it's it's more than more. So I begin to really pray about, okay, God, I feel you shifted me in something. What is that that you're shifting me into uh, for my word for 24? And the word came to me in prayer, doors, doors. Doors in 24. Now, I'm not just trying to find something to rhyme. I don't always have a word that rhymes. It just happened to rhyme. And there's a lot of words that rhyme with 24 this year. You know, there's war, there's roar, there's more. And now there's doors. So I begin, door or doors. So I begin to really pray about, okay, God, I understand the concept of a door. A door is an an entry to something. Or a door could be something you close behind you because you're moving in a different direction. So then I began to really break down and study something that I had known but was not thinking at the time when God gave me the word uh, doors for 24. So let me just do a little teach preaching tonight as we get into it because this is Bible study. And thank you to everybody that's getting active in the live chat and checking on everybody and all that. appreciate y'all so much. Um, Now, let me just explain something about 2024 in our calendar, period. Most of you know this, but let's just have a little history lesson here. 2024 is on our calendar. The name of our calendar is called the Gregorian calendar. Now, the Gregorian calendar is based on the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, That's why for so many years, you don't hardly hear anybody say this, this anymore, but for so many years, people would say, in the year of our Lord, 2024, And that's what it means. It means that Jesus Christ was so important and so powerful that when he was born, they started counting over. The recount began, okay? Now, it has been estimated that the Gregorian calendar is accurate between plus or minus three years. So we don't know exactly at the zero number, which would have been the birth of Christ, but we're pretty close plus or minus three, some people believe that we're probably three years ahead of it. Either way, it's that's pretty accurate uh, to the birth of Jesus Christ. So that's why they had B.C., 
A.D. and then the time. The time be, before Christ in Anno Dominion, something like that. I never could say that, but that means, you know, uh, after the birth of Christ, after Jesus. But that's the Gregorian calendar. Now, the Gregorian calendar is based off of 365.25 days. Now, we put the .25 in there. I think most people would realize why. We put the .25 in there to make up for the every four years we have the leap year uh, in, the, in our uh, rotation around the sun. So it's based on 365-day calendar. Now, here's the reality. The, the, the Bible, God knows the Gregorian calendar, okay? It is the year 2024, and the whole world celebrates the year 2024. Even the Jewish people know it's 2024, okay? Everybody knows that. But the Jewish people have their own calendar. They do not count from the birth of Christ because, of course, you know the Orthodox Jewish people do not accept Jesus Christ the Messiah, so they did not start counting over. So their calendar is based on what they estimate from the Garden of Eden, from creation. Now, of course, time, when it comes to time in the kingdom, the kingdom does not operate with time, but the earth does operate with time. And, and, it, and, and God knew that, and he set that in motion in the creation story in the garden, and the evening and the morning was the first day. So he set into system, a, a system here on this earth of time, that we would operate by. But not only would we operate by it, he would then operate and orchestrate his prophecies and, and his signs of the times based on the time system that he placed here in this earth. Now, there is no time in heaven because there is no sun setting and rising in heaven. The Lord himself is the, is the, shines forth in heaven, the Bible tells us. So time is an earthly thing. Now, even after the rapture, which and, and depending on when you believe the rapture is, I still believe in a pre-tribulation rapture. So if the rapture was to take place right now, we still have time in the book of Revelation taking us seven years into the tribulation period, of which at the end of the tribulation period will culminate with the battle of Armageddon. And soon thereafter of the battle of Armageddon, we'll begin something known as the millennial reign it's called the millennial reign because a millennial is 1,000 years. So even when the Lord himself comes down to this earth and, and, and rules and reigns, we rule and reign alongside him for 1,000 years, time will still be counted because time is tied to the earth. But you've got to understand something. I'm so much better, by the way. Thank you for all your prayers, but I still got a little bit of cough comes on me every once in a while. So, excuse me for slopping this, uh, this cough drop around in here. Thank you for your prayers. But I am so much better, you can tell my voice is much better than Monday night. But now watch. God understood. In the, he's Alpha and Omega. Remember my word I invented, Omegaism? When he's operating in his Omegaism, yes, that is now a word officially, that he it knows in, in all things. So he knew that 2024 would be a year on the Gregorian calendar in which the world would recognize and live under and also run parallel to the Jewish calendar that they would be operating in as well. 
And I don't know if you realize this or not, but when the Bible was written, there was no Gregorian calendar. So when dates and years are put into place in Scripture, it is not based on the Gregorian calendar. It is based on the Jewish calendar. Okay? Having a little freeze up here. I don't know if I'm, y'all getting buffering on your end or not, but I'm um, having something going on here with my camera. Okay. Can y'all see me? Can y'all see me? I'm freezing up over here. Hang on. Hang on. Well, hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Y'all see me good? All right. Okay. I'm hoping everybody's seeing me good. All right. I just started freezing up a little bit on my screen here, so I'm just making sure. Uh, but God knew. Um, BG, tell me. Tell me, Brad, can you see me good before I, before I start getting talking to myself and nobody can understand me and see me? Are y'all freezing up? Uh, camera getting hot. Okay. <laughs> Everybody's like, camera getting hot. Yeah. Um, but God knew the whole world would be operating on the Gregorian calendar. But when you study prophecy, prophecy is based off of the Jewish calendar. Okay. All right. So that being said then you need to understand something. When there's a seven-year tribulation period that the Word of God talks about, the Word is very, very specific when it says 1,260 days or 42 months. 1,260 days or 42 months in each half of the seven-year tribulation period. That is based off of the Jewish calendar. Yeah, y'all are saying it's freezing up. Everybody pause for just one moment. I'm going to do something. Stay with me. This is what happens when you have live, okay? Here we go. Hang on one second here. Dun, 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 dun. Try something, try something, try something. Let's see if this helps me at all. Do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Is that better? All right. Am I moving right now? Okay. Everybody back? Am I glitching? Still doing good? All right. I'm hoping I'm doing good now. All right. So let's, uh, okay. Thank you. Everybody's saying looking better now. All right. So here's the deal. Prophecy in scripture is based on the Jewish calendar. Oh, it's glitching on me again. 1,260 days, the devil is a liar, or 442 months. Now, Jesus said, unless those days be shortened, uh, then the Bible tells us, let's look, let's look at the Word of God here, and let's see if it glitches up on me when I do this. For in those days there will be tribulation such as has not been seen since the beginning of creation, which God created until this time, nor even shall be. And unless the Lord had shortened those days, no flesh would be saved. But for the elect's sake, whom he chose, he shortened the days. Now, there would be, unless those days be shortened, then no flesh would be saved. Why is that important? Because he knew that we would be operating on the Gregorian calendar, and if we had seven years of 365 days, no one would be able to survive that. 
But the fact that the Bible tells us 1,260 days are 42 months of each part of the seven-year tribulation, that makes it clear to us that God knew that in the last days, whatever year that last year is, he knew that we would be on the, the ones that survive and repopulate during the millennial reign would only survive because it was on the Jewish calendar. God is awesome. God is awesome, y'all. All right, now listen. Uh, let's talk about where we are on the Jewish calendar. On the Jewish calendar, it is the year, listen to me now, not 2024, but 5,784. And it began in September. Now, most of you, my big picture audience is very, very educated. So I know that most of you are already going to know this. But with each Jewish year, just like each Jewish, each number uh, has a Jewish uh, meaning and each letter has a numeric meaning. The Jewish language is just unbelievable. But 5784, if you look it up, it means the year of the open door. The year of the open door. Okay? God is a God that has always worked in patterns. Now, listen to me very closely here. The year of the open door. So when I began to realize that God had given me the word door, and it was the year of the open door, I realized quickly why God was taking me in that direction. Now, understanding that in, in, the, in America, uh, in, in the world that operates by the Gregorian calendar, on 2024, uh, we would say, you know, somebody said, what year is it? Sometimes we would say 2024, but most of the time we just say, it's 24. That's why you got all those rhyming, like, you know, more in 24, roar in 24. We just say 24. Well, to the Jewish calendar people, they would do the same thing. They would say it's the year 84. So 84, it's the 84th year in this particular cycle of numbers, of millennial of their numbers. Now, it's interesting to find that the 84th verse in the Old Testament is the verse Genesis chapter 4, verse 4. This is the 84th verse in the Old Testament. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat, and the Lord respected Abel and his offering. So we see that the 84th verse in the Old Testament is talking about the altar. Then we look at the 84th verse in the New Testament, and it is Mark chapter four, excuse me, Matthew chapter 4, verse 20. They immediately left their nets and followed him. So the 84th verse in the Jewish calendar in the year 84, the 84th verse of the Old Testament is a scripture referencing the altar. The 84th verse in the New Testament is a scripture referencing abandoning all things and following him. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I am absolutely froze up here on, on, uh, on, my, on my camera here. Can y'all see me at all? All right. Only thing left for me to do is this one thing. Don't move. Don't leave.
see what happens. I'm still here. I'm still here. All right. If this don't work, we're just going to, have to just have an audio podcast tonight. So, that being said, the 84th verse in the Old Testament is a verse talking about the altar. The 84th verse in the New Testament is talking about an abandonment of walking away from everything to serve God. That's powerful. So, so in the Jewish year 84, we have a 84th verse and 84th verse is talking about the altar and then also leaving their, their uh, ships and following Jesus, going all in with Jesus. <clears throat> I, <laughs> I believe that this is a year where you're going to see the restoration of the altar of God. I believe churches that took the altar out are going to put the altar back in. I believe you're going to see a line being drawn in the sand of people understanding that they don't need extra chairs up front so they can pack it out. If anything, they need standing room in the back, and then they make room in the altar. Because the Bible said that God had respect on Abel's offering when he brought it to the altar. I believe that in this year of the open door, the year of the open windows that I'm going to get to in just a moment, it has to first come through the altar. The 84th verse in the Old Testament said, you need to bring the lamb and a respectable offering to the altar and God will respect it. The 84th verse in the New Testament tells us that we need to understand that God has called us to walk away from whatever we need to walk away from and truly sacrifice and drop everything in this moment. God is calling us to go all in. God is calling us to go all in. The altar is coming back because it's time for harvest. Now, <clears throat> five, the year 5784 <clears throat> is the year of the open door. The 5,784th verse in the Bible, it's wild, y'all, is this. It is in the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 32, and it goes like this. The, the sword shall destroy outside or the streets. There shall be terror within and the young men, the young man and the virgin, the nursing child with the man and gray hairs. I know I'm froze up. I'm just going to teach on and I'm just going to be froze. All right. Yes, I'm froze in a dedicated uh, that's a shot where I'm just studying the word of God. Well, here's the five, the 5,784th verse in Deuteronomy describes exactly what happened on October 7th in Israel. It says the sword shall destroy the out in the streets. There shall be terror within the young man and the virgin, the nursing man, the nursing child, excuse me, the nursing child with the man of, of gray hairs, the elderly, the young and the nursing we are all be in the streets. So that's not by chance, y'all. God's word is amazing. It is absolutely amazing that the 5,784th verse describes October 7th when Rosh Hashanah began in September, just a couple of weeks later, October 7th happened. <clears throat> also, in addition to that, let's get really deep. I believe that 2024 is a very strategic year. Uh, it is a very important year. I believe it will be very important in setting up the beast system. 
I believe that it will be important for the advancement of the kingdom system as well. Can I tell you, as I pause one more time to try one more time with this stinking camera, work in the name of Jesus. You hear me? You hear me, devil? Get your hands off my camera. Get your hands off my camera. You liar, devil. You liar. Truth's not in you. Truth's not in you. You don't even know, devil. You're a liar. You're a liar. Mm. Jesus said, you're a liar. And there ain't no truth in you. Do you hear me, devil? Do you hear me? Well, I adjusted down just a little bit on the bit rate. Mm. I'm playing around with the settings. Trying to get in the picture. Y'all so patient with me. Mm, I don't deserve you. The greatest audience in the history of YouTube. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. Slap your neighbor and tell him you're in the right place at the right time. Mm, can I get a witness? Can I get somebody to shout amen? Can I get somebody to say, work camera, work camera. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, the church is getting excited. Oh, the camera's going to work. I speak it in the name of Jesus. The camera's going to work. Mm. It's going to be a legendary Bible study. Night, the camera froze up and we stayed the course. Well, we could have checked out. But we stayed the course. Can I get a witness? Mm, I need a Hammond B3 organ. Well, you know, the number 24, if you look up the number 24, it's always been associated with the priesthood. See, look at all this sim symbology here. You got the 24 means the priesthood. You got the lamb being brought to the altar in the 84th verse of the Old Testament, you got abandonment and leaving everything to follow Jesus in the 84th verse of the New Testament. 24 means the priesthood. And the lamb that was mentioned by Abel in the, in the Old Testament being the 84th verse, being the 84th of the 57 and 84th of the Jewish calendar, occurs in the book of Revelation 24 times. This is the year 24. There are 24 elders that surround the throne. Can I get a witness? Can I get somebody to shout amen? Do you see the power of the number 24? Jesus is sitting on his throne, and he's surrounded by 24 elders. And we are in the year 24. Oh, come on, somebody. This is a big year. Don't you know that God in his infinite wisdom, even though he knew, he knew that, the, that his prophecies was based on the Jewish calendar, that we would actually be walking in the year 24, which is the priesthood, 24 times the lamb is mentioned in Revelation, 24 elders. Yes, the bottom line is 24 is a year of chaos. It's a year of war, but it's also a year of roar, and it's also a year of more. 
but it's also a year of doors. Come on, somebody. It's a year of the priesthood. Doors are going to be open. And by the way, you can't talk about 24 without talking about Matthew 24. Am I right? Matthew 24 is the most famous scripture about end times that there is. Watch this, Matthew 24, verse 3. Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately saying, tell us when would these things be? Listen to the words. And what will be the sign of your coming? And at the end of the age. Now, before I answer, before I read his answer, let me tell you something called the law of first mention. You may already know about that, and it does not always apply. But many times in theological circles and in seminaries and so forth, they will teach Bible students about the law of first mention in the Bible. And that means that when something is listed of spiritual importance in Scripture, there again, I can't say that this applies in every place because I hadn't verified it everywhere, but almost everywhere that I study something that's been listed, it are listed in the order of importance <clears throat> from the top to the bottom. Apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teacher. We didn't wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Number one, rulers of darkness of this earth at the end. So we see that. The law of first mention. Well, knowing that, understand that Matthew chapter 24 is widely known as the scripture that says there shall be wars and rumors of wars, earthquakes in diverse places. Are you with me? But let's actually read the Bible. Tell us when will be, when will these things be? And what will be the sign of your coming? What will be the sign of your coming? And the sign of the end of the age. And Jesus answered and said to them, Law first mentioned, remember, the very first thing he said was, Take heed that no one deceives you. For many will come in my name, saying, I am Christ and will deceive many. So the very first sign of the end and the sign of the end of the age is that many will come in his name pretending to be him and make sure you are aware that there is an element of deception like no generation has ever seen. Now you think about what happened in Miami just recently with the supposed 10-foot giants, you think about the rolling out of disclosure of UFOs. You think about the wars. Then you think about things like how many times, if you, if you watch the news at all, I hardly ever watch the news except in the mornings. But how many times you've heard about Taylor Swift or Madonna or Beyonce and what they're doing at their concerts and all this and all these? Everybody's talking about these things. They're all distractions, they're all to take your eyes off what is really happening. <clears throat> and then he says, and then you will hear of wars. Then he says, and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars. But see that you are not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there will be famines, pestilence, earthquakes in various places. All these things are the beginnings of sorrow. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and kill you. And you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And they 
Many will be offended, will betray one another, will hate one another. Then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom will be preached into all the world as a witness to all nations. Then the end will come. Wow. Wow. So we're in the year 24, and that was Matthew 24. Now, do you understand that when the scriptures were written, the 66 books that you have in your Bible, when they were written, they were not written in chapter and verse. They were written in a letter form. In fact, they were, they were letter form all the way up into 1611 when King James did his translation, and that's when chapter and verses were inserted. And I don't know about you, but I'm thankful for that because it helps you find things, helps you memorize things easier. So when they were writing all this, there was no chapter and verses. So there was no chapter 24 of Matthew. But God, remember, is Alpha and Omega. He's beginning and the end. He knew in his all-knowingness, I call it Omegaism, in his all-knowingness, he knew that we would have chapter and verse, the final generation would, and he knew that when he was speaking about the end times, of course he knew it would be chapter 24. So we have wars, rumors of wars. Do you see that around you right now? Pestilence, do you see that around you right now? Nation rising against nation. Those words, that word nation is actually ethnos or ethnic groups rising up against ethnic groups. Do you see racial division like never before? Of course you do. It's not just in America, it's all over the world. All these things, and then you go back to what he said at the beginning of 24, his response in verse 3, when they ask him what shall be the sign, his first response was that many, many, many take heed that you are not deceived because there will be a great spirit of deception that will sweep all over the world that you will be being distracted from what you should be focused on. And of course, Paul goes on to tell Timothy in the last days, Perilous times will come. You have so many different things besides earthquakes and volcanoes. Now, <clears throat> y'all still with me? Smash that like button. Smash it right now. I think I got my camera finally fixed. I hope I do. I'm, I'm speaking, that, speaking that in the name of Jesus. Uh, and thank you to all our partners, our partners who uh, click the join button down below, all the super thanks and super chats tonight that will come in. Thank you. If the Lord puts it on your heart to bless us tonight, we would appreciate that so much. Those that go to our website and become a partner with us, we appreciate it. And we want to give a special shout-out tonight real quick to our Rumble followers. Our Rumble family is growing quickly, uh, and it's becoming a big, big family over there as well. Rumble.com slash Larry Ragland, if you haven't already followed us there. We appreciate that. Uh, and then one last announcement. Don't forget, tomorrow night is Ricky Scaparo right here on the Kingdom Intelligence Report. And we're going to talk a lot about the distractions that are happening that Jesus just talked about in Matthew 24. Uh, Ricky will be joining us. <clears throat> now, I believe that we see all those things, okay? Stay with me. I'm going somewhere because the title of this is How to Open the Windows of Heaven and the Doors of Heaven. I'm going there. But I needed you to see first the significance of this year. 5784 in the Jewish calendar, the year of the open door. 2024, 24 meaning priesthood. I believe, and I've said repeatedly on this channel, Sandy and I both have said it on our Monday night show, 
I've made shows myself that I believe this will be a year of actual escalation of physical war. I do believe that America is going to be drawn into some type of war with China. Uh, even now, I'm hearing that uh, they are making moves right now towards Taiwan. They've already threatened Taiwan. With the elections coming up, I believe it's going to be the perfect opportunity for them to seize Taiwan and see what America will do. They're not afraid of America. America is not an intimidating force anymore. But I also believe this is, a, this is going to be one of the greatest spiritual wars. Nation against nation, ethnos against ethnos, but I'm telling you right now, kingdom against kingdom. And I want to tell you this, too, about the devil. The devil, <clears throat> almost everything the devil does is a pathetic imitation of what God does. He, he has, there's, he's had no original idea himself other than sin. But, you know, you think about the power of the Holy Spirit comes on you, gives you joy, makes you feel good, uh, gives you peace and all this kind of stuff. Then he, he goes, he brings you alcohol, he brings you drugs. He even calls alcohol spirits because he wants to try to, you to drown your sorrows in this bottle, drown your sorrows in this, uh, this syringe needle, drown your sorrows in this pill. I could go on and on and on. So, so it's, you know, if you see open doors happening in the spirit realm for God, the enemy has doors that he opens as well. So this is not just a, a, a year of open doors of heaven. This is a year of open doors of the demonic realm that are being opened up for, from, for various reasons. Other people call those doors portals. Uh, portal is something that something comes through. A door is something that you can go through. So I believe that as the kingdom fights kingdom, capital K, the, the kingdom of God is going to fight the little K, the kingdom of darkness. And I believe there's going to be some doors open in 24, doors of favor, doors of grace, doors of power, and also doors of torment, doors of depression, doors of just fill in the blank, evil, evil. It's going to bring war through those doors. There's also going to be a roar coming through those doors. Now, we've talked a lot about CERN. I believe that CERN in, in Switzerland, which, by the way, if you didn't know this, at the time of the live recording, if you're watching this live or if you're watching the week of this, this coming Monday night show, Monday night, Sandy and I, that we do every Monday night, and most of you know about it. If you don't, if you're new to our show tonight, we do a live show almost two hours every Monday night at 7 p.m., we are going to deal a lot with what is happening in Switzerland because this coming Monday is the beginning of this Davos World Economic Forum, which is in Davos, Switzerland. On one side of Switzerland is Davos. The other side of Switzerland is Geneva, and that's where CERN is. Many people believe that they have tapped into some things and opened some demonic portals or demonic doors. I believe 2024 is going to be a, a year of disclosure where they're going to start talking more about UFOs. They're going to start talking more freely about aliens. They're preparing us for the narrative that we were placed here on this earth by aliens and not created in the image of God. So you need to know this. I'm, this is not hype. I really feel that this is coming. Now, let's talk about real quick what, what this topic is about, what that thumbnail and what that title brought you here, wanting to know how to open the windows of heaven 
and how to open the doors of heaven. Let me just say that the Bible says that there are windows of heaven and there are doors of heaven. Do I believe there's an actual window sash that opens up and he sticks his head through there and says, hey, y'all, and a door opens up. You got to walk through this door sash. Is it possible? Yes. Anything's possible with God. I think it actually means gateways, uh, funnels, veins, uh, uh, placement, uh, you know, under the old timers just say, get under the spout with the glories coming out. Position yourself in a place. And of course, in the world we live in now, they call those portals or gateways. Well, let me show you the scriptures that mention this, and then uh, then we'll we'll break them down of the differences. Okay. First, let's talk about the windows of heaven. Oh, y'all ain't gonna like this because some of y'all don't believe in tithing. But, and I know it's in the Old Testament, but watch this. Malachi chapter 3, verse 10 says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. Try me now in this. It, by the way, it's the only place in all of Scripture that God, Old or New Testament, that God says, Challenge me on this promise. That's how confident he is in what he's saying. Says the Lord of hosts, If I will not open for you the windows of heaven, and pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Let's look at that again. When you do this, when you do this, when you bring your tithe and offering, try me and see if I do not open for you, not for everyone else, but for you that was obedient. Did you get that? I don't care if you like it or not. You bring all the tithes to the storehouse. There might be meat in my house and try me now, says the Lord, if I will not open for you the windows of heaven. He doesn't open the windows of heaven for everyone. The windows of heaven are not open for the whole world. God, is, God loves the whole world. His blessings are available to the whole world if they come the right way. But the windows of heaven that pour you out a blessing, which is the favor of God, is reserved for you that is obedient. Okay, y'all still with me? Don't get mad at me yet. All right, stay with me for just a little bit before you check out on me. I know it's in the Old Testament, but so is Noah's Ark. Do you ever preach on that? So is uh, David and Goliath. Yeah, I get, I get it. I get. Well, yeah, that's, those are stories. Of course, we can preach stories. I don't live under the law anymore. Why? Well, I, I don't either. I don't either. But show me one place where God ever took back a promise that He made to His people from one covenant to the other. The Bible in the Old Testament says, the tithe is mine, says the Lord. It is holy to me. If you keep it, you're robbing from me. Nowhere. Don't give me this where the tithe is not mentioned in the New Testament. Well, the removal of the tithe is not mentioned in the New Testament either. The removal of the holiness of it belonging to God is not in there either. There's now there, There's principles, there's rebukes of people that brag about their tithe and all that kind of stuff. But God said, I am God and I change not. Jesus said, I did not come to destroy the law, but rather to fulfill the law. Mm-hmm. He didn't do away with the need to be, for there to be a lamb. He became the lamb. He didn't do away for there to be a need for a priest. He became the priest. 
He didn't do away with the temple. He made us the temple. Oh, yeah. I see people leaving right now. They're leaving by droves right now. But let me show you something else. And then I'm going to come back to the windows. The Bible also talks about multiple places about the doors of heaven. Now, I'm going to show you the difference between the windows of heaven and the doors of heaven. Psalm chapter 78, Psalm chapter 78, verse 23 says this, yet he had commanded the clouds above and opened the doors of heaven. He commanded the clouds and he opened the doors of heaven and had rained down manna on them. This is talking about when the children of Israel were in the wilderness wandering around, they were dying of hunger, they needed food. He rained down manna on them to eat. Listen to the powerful words here. And given them the bread of heaven. Men ate angels' food, the first angels' food cake. And he sent them food till they got full. Wow. So manna is something that apparently exists in heaven that angels partake of for whatever reason, for nourishment, for strength. God has put it in the system of an angel to need manna. <clears throat> but it was held behind a door. And when God saw that his people needed food and they were in a desert, and there was not enough food in the desert in the natural realm, he on his own chose with no obedience needed of mankind. He has the ability to do anything he wants to do. He opened the windows of heaven, I mean the door of heaven. And when he opened the door of heaven, manna, the food of the angels, came down and fed the people. Now we know it was not a natural food that they were accustomed to, because manna, the very word manna, means what is it? They picked it up and they started eating, and it's like, what is it? Manna means what is it? Y'all still with me? Now watch this. The difference between the windows and the doors of heaven is profound. The windows of heaven, now I'm not talking about an actual window here. I'm talking about blessings of God that he releases on his people. The windows of heaven are open through obedience. Your obedience. When you obey and are obedient in your giving, you open the windows of heaven. The doors are open at his command. And I believe in 5784, the year of the open door, that that declaration means that God is commanding that the doors of heaven be opened. I believe there is a release of heavenly spiritual manna, not necessarily what happened and fell in the, in, the, in the wilderness, but a spiritual nourishment for the battle that lies ahead of us. That We are moving into a drought season in the natural and in the church. The church is getting smaller and smaller, but it's getting more powerful how is it getting more powerful when it's getting smaller? It is because we are partaking of a hidden manna. 
that has been reserved for this moment, not just this year, for as long as the Lord tarries his return. But I believe that God is opening up the doors of heaven. And there is something reserved for this final generation. I believe blessings are coming. I believe strategies are coming. I believe God ideas are coming. I believe Holy Ghost kingdom anointings is coming. I believe kingdom instructions is coming. Remember what he told Daniel. He said, Daniel, seal up the book. Stop writing. Do not allow this. Put a seal on it that says it cannot be open until a generation that men run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. And then it will be open. I believe we are that generation that God spoke of when he spoke to Daniel. And I believe that when that with the generation that knowledge shall increase, hidden in plain sight in Scripture, I believe the Scriptures are about to become illuminated to us. I believe we're about to see things that have been there all along. I'm not talking about adding to or taking away from, from the Scripture. I'm talking about reading the text and reading something going, my Lord, how did I never see that? Because it was hidden manna. It was hidden manna. It was hidden behind a veil. It was hidden behind a door that God said there's a generation of priests in 24. There's a generation of priesthood. There's a day of the open door. There's a return to bringing the, the pure offering to the altar. There's a return of going to the altar. There is a return of a generation that's willing to lay everything down like Peter and, and his brothers did and follow Christ. That's what all these numbers are pointing us to. That the, that the doors that are opening are warrior doors. These are, these, are, these are war doors. These are more doors. These are roar doors. There's something coming out of heaven to this generation. Don't believe this lie that the whole world's going to go to hell on a, on a bobsled and the church is just going to have to go through so much persecution and all this. That we, there's, there's no such thing as a last day revival. I know the falling away will be much greater than the number of that will be revived, but there will be a revival. The Bible said he'll pour out his spirit on all flesh and sons and daughters shall prophesy. That is one generation. Everything that can be shaken will be shaken until that which cannot be shaken remains. That's 3784. That's 2024. Mm. That's where we're at. My God. I know it's been different. Hey, welcome to my world. Sometimes God just says, get on there and tell them something that they haven't heard. Tell them and shake them up. Cause them to think. Don't get on, get, don't get on this show. Don't get in that pulpit. And give them some flowery message that they've heard a hundred times somebody else preach. Cause them to dig into the scriptures. This is the year of the open door. The windows of heaven are opened. Blessings come from the windows of heaven through your obedience. If you want to live in the, under open heaven of the windows, then be obedient in your giving. Be obedient in your money. Remember, remember Jesus taught more about money than he did heaven and hell combined. Money and possessions. He talked more about money and possessions than he did about heaven and hell combined. You want preachers to preach on heaven and hell. Well, most of you want to preach on heaven. No, you only want to preach on hell, but you'll let them preach on hell, but you don't want them to preach on money because Jesus said the love of money is the root of all evil. 
You'll serve one of two masters, either God or mammon, God or money. One translation said God or the bank. Not God or the devil, because most people won't, we won't admit that they worship the devil, but they will worship that mighty dollar. And they don't want the preachers talking about it, but, but they ain't got no problem with Walmart talking about it. They ain't got no problem with, with uh, Target talking about it or Sam's Club or Costco or your gas station or your power bill. But let me tell you something. The Bible says if you cannot be faithful with the unrighteous mammon before God, how can you believe that you shall partake of the true riches of God, which has nothing to do with money? Woo, yeah, I'm making a lot of people mad tonight. I'm sure I'm going to get some real interesting comments. But how are you going to push back on the fact that God has called us to be obedient? And why are you working so hard? Why are you working so hard to be disobedient when, when, when God has flat out told you, this is mine? And God says, when you line up and you stop loving money and you love me more than money, you open windows. You open blessings that come through windows that, that's unlocked for you. But even if you're still struggling with that, but you're in the body of Christ and you're pushing through, God said, you have been chosen for the 24 generation, the generation of the priesthood, and I'm going to open the door and I'm going to bring you the, the, the manna, the hidden manna. Come on, somebody. Well, what do you think about it? Hmm? What do you think about it? You mad at me? You still love me? You going to unsubscribe? Are you going to pray for me? I'm going to pray for you. I pray for you all the time. In fact, I'm going to pray for you right now. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Savior, how about this? How about we fought through a lot of stuff tonight? We fought through freeze-ups, reboots, five reboots of camera, internet trying to go down, my voice, and preaching a hard subject. But you stayed to the end. Why? Because you're hungry for the truth. And here's the truth, the greatest truth above all, above money, above favor above all this. None of that's possible and none of that's, you don't qualify for none of that if, you're, if your name's not written in the Lamb's Book of Life. Here's how you do it. You make a decision right now in 2024, the year of the priesthood, the year of the open door. I'm not living this way anymore. I'm not, I'm not going into 24 the way I come out of 23. I'm not, I'm not straddling the fence, dabble a little bit in the world, dabble a little bit with God. No, I'm going all in. Going all in. I'm surrendering to you, God. I'm asking you, Jesus, right now to forgive me of every sin I have ever committed in my life. I, with my mouth, openly confess you as the only way, the only way to God. I repent. I'm not sorry. I repent. That means I turn from my direction and I'll go in a different direction. I desire holiness. I want to know you, God. And I reject the devil. I reject the demonic kingdom that I was living in. And I accept the kingdom of God in my life. And I say to you, here I am, God. Use me for your kingdom. I want to live under an open window and an open door. Say this with me. Type this out in the live chat or type this down in the comment. If you're watching on Facebook, type it on Facebook. Watching on Rumble, type it on Rumble. Watching on YouTube, type it on. Watching on X, type it there. Just say, this is my year of the open door. 
This is the year of the open door in my life. Somebody else needs to say this because somebody else needs this. Lord, I need strength. I need that hidden manna. I need the manna from you that can only come from you. The Bible calls it a peace that passes all understanding, a joy that's unspeakable and full of glory. You only get there through Jesus. I love y'all. This is my year. I see people tapping it right now. I'm so blessed by that. This is my year of the open door. God bless you. Thank you for enduring all that you had to endure tonight. Uh, as I've said many times before, you don't have to agree with me to be a part of the Big Picture family. I, I'm open to hearing what you have to say. Many of you, many of you have given me great revelation of things. So I'm open to hear your perspective. But I'm hoping that you don't come in so closed off that you can't hear another perspective either. Because, you know, bottom line is these are external issues. The main issue is Jesus. We have to agree on Jesus. Amen. God bless you. Have a great night tonight. Don't forget tomorrow night, Ricky Scapera. If you have not, hit that like button. Smash it now. Smash it now. Smash it now. And subscribe if you're watching us brand new tonight. Share this with somebody. We would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And uh, as I said, tomorrow night, Ricky, and then I'll see, Sandy and I will see everybody back on Monday night, and it will be the opening night of Davos World Economic Forum. It's going to be a really, really important show. So let's let's just blow that place up. Let's just, not that place, let's blow this place up. Uh, you hear me on YouTube? I meant let's blow up in numbers here. I'm not meaning blow up anything else. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, I got to go, y'all. Love y'all. God bless you. I ain't woke, but I, I am certainly awake. God bless. See you next time. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Big Picture Podcast. We hope it helped you, encouraged you, and empowered you. Please consider leaving us a review on your app of choice and share with family and friends. And remember, we ain't woke, but we are certainly awake.